Good evening, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Tweet Cap. So, as the holidays approach and the year comes to an end, this uh, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad year that is 2020, uh, Matt and I wanted to go through all of the stories of 2020 and pick the most impactful trend that we could find in these categories. Uh, and we'll go over the categories in just a second. But before we do that, Matt, how are you? I'm excellent. I'm very excited to end this off right. My last podcast whatsoever in the 2020, whether yep. it's productive conversations or the tweet cap. So I'm excited to put a, put a, uh, I'm excited to put a rub to this, put a cap to it and might as well review everything that has gone on with this year. It's crazy how both easy and hard it was to see these stories and remember them because of obviously what happened. So finally mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's finally nice that this, that we're talking about at the end of this and uh, we'll be onto greener pastures, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, when we were going through this, uh, the, the list that Matt and I had uh, definitely had some recency bias in it. Um, and then we, we did talk to some other people mm-hmm. and they went through their stories. And so I think we have a pretty good mix of what was really uh, impactful in terms of uh, the news of 2020. And there is a lot of impact. So Real quick, just to go through how we're going to do this, we have six categories. Those categories are politics, news, sports, music, tech, and then culture and entertainment. Uh, we tried to separate it because, I mean, this was a crazy hard task, as you guys can all probably guess. I'm sure there's a million things that everyone remembers right now about this year, personal and, of course, in the world. Uh, so we thought those six were the most uh, – the most broad while still giving some clarity to what we're talking about. And then after asking around and discussing, we picked a couple of stories that we're going to share with everyone today. So Matt, are you excited? Very much so. I'm looking forward to talking about this and talking about how it's over. Yes. Most, yes. Most importantly, it's over. We no longer have to reflect on the year of our Lord 2020. So let's get down to it. First and foremost, politics. This was an election year as you know, Matt. So uh, politics was everywhere. And people had been talking about the presidential election, their local Mm -hmm. elections, and some other stories uh, pretty much since 2019. Uh, 2020 Mm -hmm. has been defined in no small part by the presidential election and all of the events that led up to it. Um, But three stories to me uh, stood out, Matt. Those stories were, first and foremost, Joe Biden gets elected president. Yep. Um, there's a new president in town uh, starting next year in 2021. Um, the GOP and Democratic uh, presidential conventions were trending, A, because they were multiple nights, which is always good for trending, and B, because of just how differently the two parties did it. Uh, one being completely <laughs> virtual for the most part, yep. and the other being almost not virtual at all, uh, being yep. you know, completely attended. Um, and last, and this is gonna, I, you might, this might even surprise you, Matt. Donald mm-hmm. Trump's impeachment. People, it's hard. It's this crazy how, 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 um, it's weird that this was, uh, well, not overshadowed, but I mean, this happened back what January, February, right mm-hmm. before the pandemic. I mean, 
this year, the fourth ever president was impeached. The fourth for the fourth time ever, I should say, a president was impeached, and yep. this whole year overshadowed that historic feat. <laughs> so, if you're asking, so you were saying we're we gonna answer now, which we yeah, think is so most relevant. I, I guess I think the question is uh, between the three that we picked, and again, there's so many other ones, uh, but between the three that we kind of identified and that people brought up to us, what do you think was the most or was not the most. I don't want to use the word most. The biggest story in politics in 2020. I would have to say anytime the White House changes hands, that is the most significant story in America. And I would have to go with Joseph Biden winning in the 2020 election. And I believe that he, him, and with that, with that win came a lot of historic marks. His running mate, Kamala Harris, becomes the first woman president. First, sorry, because the first woman vice president, first person of color vice president, first Indian American vice president. We have an exciting cabinet of all diverse members that have been announced throughout the last few weeks, which includes, I believe, Secretary of Education from Connecticut, fun fact. I didn't know that. Look at that. Yes. And um, we just, it's it's been quite a time. Uh, I, I'm excited for a for a change i believe the last four years warranted a new change right now and exactly a month from two days ago i it's, it, i'm excited for things to change hands hopefully it is peacefully maybe finally now we're seeing that trump is accepting his fate i don't know or at least he's not being vocal or <laughs> yeah. at least he's not being vocal about it he announced his pardons at the time of this part of this podcast says so you always know that's and the president knows it's it's over yeah. slow and um we are, we're seeing even with that in the changing in the changing of powers that president trump is not um going down quietly one way or the other whether it's announcing yeah the, yeah he refu- his refusal of signing the covid relief bill until payments are raised to six hundred dollars per american to two thousand mm-hmm. as we were talking about in our texts how different that will be once biden enters the door we yeah. only see from there, and we can talk about that. Sure, when it's that time, yeah, we'll but I'm, that I'm sure 2020 will uh, will bring that conversation back up. But uh, yeah, I, I do think that Biden winning president number 46 is a big deal. What about you, Ryan? How do you feel about? Yeah, what do you think? Who, who do you think is the biggest story? That's what I think. What do you? So when I was going through the first list, the big list, before we got to this final three, uh, impeachment stood out to me because of how early it was. And yeah. I was so sure that I, I was going to say impeachment and you were going to say impeachment. But mm-hmm. after talking about it, just even just now in this little beginning kind of intro we did going over the three, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, we just forgot about that. <laughs> it's historic, sure. Uh, but no one cares. No one cared. You don't really see like upon millions of people voted um, in this election for both yeah. candidates. No one cared. It did. It had no impact, maybe some marginal impact, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to justify that. You know, it's, it's a neat little, unfortunately just neat is the, not the right word, but it's the only word I have right now. Mm-hmm. It's a neat little historical tidbit for people like me to talk about for years to come. But it wasn't the biggest story of 2020 uh, in politics. It has to be the election that got, Weeks of coverage. It helped that it took weeks to yeah, sort months out. Of coverage. Yeah, months of coverage. Yeah, that's because, you know, various people decided just to pretend it didn't happen for a while. But um, <laughs> no, there's really no way to, uh, there's no way around it. That was 
that was the biggest uh, politics story of 2020. And, and there's nothing, nothing anyone can really say justify otherwise, I think. Also, the how long it took to have an official winner election is on a yeah, Tuesday and on Saturday afternoon. It took the Saturday early afternoon for it to win. We've had longer. True, true. But it's just also an interesting tidbit amongst that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this was definitely not a, a regular election. This definitely had uh, <laughs> had some extra hurdles to jump to, uh, yep. jump through rather. And, you know, the ultimate result of it, probably the biggest news of 2020. Time certainly thought so. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> we talked about that right. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we're in agreement on the politics biggest uh, story. But Politics is only one part of the news. A lot of people don't know that because if you watch cable news, it appeared to be the entire part of news. Um, right. But in general, encompasses everything that happens. I mean, and this was probably the longest list um, to to put together. I think I don't know about you. Uh, I know I wasn't going to do this, but I mean, something I didn't mention at all on this list of three. I mean, the California wildfires happened all this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just you know just a, a fun tidbit not fun at all horrifying but in the midst of a pandemic and in the midst of you know political uh mobilization on both sides a whole part of the country was just on fire right. um but i would say that the biggest australia had fires too yes in australia had the fires those ended in february yeah i think they mm-hmm. ended though uh it was just like boom boom uh start end but um for news the uh, three that we narrowed it down to were the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Again, COVID-19 can be, you know, from the very first case to the very first uh, hospitalization to the climbing number of deaths. You could put literally any COVID story and reasonably say it was the most impactful, the biggest story of the year. But I decided uh, to try and be a little bit more optimistic heading into a new year uh, that the vaccine would be the story, kind of the stand-in story for COVID. Um, uh, Amy Coney Barrett gets sworn in to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Of course, with that comes the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, and a couple other things. Again, political in some ways, but apolitical in many other ways. Um, outside of the politics of confirming a Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. their, their job is not political, um, but it does have a large impact on the way our country uh, operates and about the justice system in this country in some ways. So that was one of them. And the last one was the uh, Black Lives Matter marches. Again, similar to COVID, there was an enormous amount of stories that fit under this uh, with each unfortunate uh, killing. Uh, obviously all of the marches, which is what we ended up putting down um, and all of the, the fallout, you know, the uh, people who stood up, the activists who are leading these movements. But uh, again, to try and put the most positive uh, foot forward, the most hopeful foot forward going into 2021, uh, we want to talk about the marches and the way that those are activating people and uh, making everyone's, uh, voice heard in a way that hadn't been happening previously so again this is a heavy one we're done with the heavy ones after this which is which is nice but uh what do you think is the most impactful the biggest story of 2020 when it comes to the news the non-political news i think the black lives matter movement of 2020 is the biggest news story 
really allowed the country to go to halt. It allowed other other nations to follow. And for the hundreds and hundreds of years, people of color have been victims of being of prejudice. People go um, putting them down and having their issues not addressed. Finally, it started a conversation this summer. Finally, it's getting recognized. Whether that's the help of social media, whether it's the help of um, I don't know. If, I don't want to say. I don't want to say because it's very important. It was quote unquote trending, but you saw people who may have not necessarily fight for this cause start fighting for this cause now. Well, I mean, Whether in fairness, was, like the reason we're talking about it is because it was trending. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, I guess I just wanted it. It to a, use it was a, a big part of the you know a big part of what made it such a big story this this particular time around. You know? Yeah. I guess I, I wanted to say I just don't want to take. I want to make it as professional. I don't want to take anything like. I don't want to be trending like a trending topic with, with um, right. YouTube, even though I guess it really was, but you just saw so many people finally making a, their voice heard. It definitely made it, if it probably affected our election, especially on a local and state standpoint, mm-hmm. who knows if this made an impact on president Trump, uh, Mr. Trump's election presidency, would he have gotten reelected if this didn't happen? You know, will his will you have to have, look behind? You have to really research that. But I think it did make an impact on deciding who went in office. And it was really the first time, like, we had so many people talking about this. Whether and obviously, talk the discussions got extreme for some people. We talked about people. You know, I don't personally don't think this should be they should air dirty laundry on social media. But it, I mean, it is we see so many people who are like, I'm not talking to this family member anymore because they don't stand by this movement. Their actions mm-hmm. kind of prove that they aren't for this movement. And I really think obviously this helped what quote not helped, but I guess for lack of a better word, helped boil this discussion is so many people are locked in quarantine and a mixture of cabin fever, emotion and genuine want for change led to a huge impact it affected mm-hmm. sports it affected corporations it, um the fight to really the fight for social justice is as prominent as ever and we can't stop fighting for it we can't forget what happened and now that we have elected new officials we need to put that pressure on to make sure there's something like the deaths of George Floyd or anyone else is not forgotten and that this, all right, we put you all in this position, make the changes we demanded for. And some other people sadly lost their lives getting going for to fight this cause. And now it's, I think this really scarred America for the right reasons. And even though it's very tough and it made it very uncomfortable and it will continue to, I think this was made such an impact like six, it did in 68. And now we need to make sure we don't forget it. So sorry, very long answer for that, but uh, it's been a, oh, you're good. You're good, dude. I, like I said, I worry. So I actually went different. So we already, we have our first split on number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I went with the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, Everything you said was spot on. There was nothing, uh, nothing I disagree with in what you said. Yeah. Actually, um, I worry though. You know, we talked about you, at the very end. You mentioned it changed sports leagues, and it did change uh, the NBA. I would say specifically. I don't know if and other sports leagues might 
like to say that they changed because of the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, but I don't know if their actions have actually proven that yet. Um, and, you know, anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about can go ahead and look at the first Kansas City Chiefs games uh, back mm-hmm. with live audience to get a little bit of context. Wow. Uh, that was trending for um, quite some time. Uh, and then you mentioned businesses as well, and I think that goes to what you were talking about at the very beginning about trendiness. Um, I don't believe that the movement is about trending. I don't believe yeah. that uh, the goals should be, you know, a, just a trendy topic. I think that they're definitely uh, very legitimate concerns and very legitimate requests. Um, but I do worry that some of the support is, you know, a mile wide and uh, an inch deep. Yeah. And we won't know that unfortunately in 2020 because 2020 is, was really the catalyst for the well, not the catalyst, because the movement actually existed. Black Lives Matter is not, wasn't created in 2020. Yeah. Uh, but it was really reinvented and reinvi- you know, reinvigorated in 2020. Uh, so I almost wonder if, hopefully, in the years to come, we see, uh, we see more stories and more change, maybe even you know, some actual uh, legislation that the, yeah. the movement is pushed through. Uh, I think with COVID, uh, the vaccine in particular, I mean, that's a, a medical marvel. Uh, nine sure. months, nine months is unheard of. And yeah, there's some things that we probably don't know about COVID in general uh, and about the vaccine that we'll have to contend with as we go forward. But to be able to do something right. <laughs> to put a put an end to this in that short amount of time, uh, I think that that's again that's just a medical marvel. I don't know if we like you and I have had any similar experience. We've grown, you know, we've grown up literally in probably the most impressive age in terms of technological change uh, because of how old we are and when we were born at the very end of the nineties, you know, we, we grew up really grew up, you know, with memories in the early two thousands. Yes. And so we, we literally lived probably the fastest developing time since I don't even know, since like the, maybe like the 60s the 50s 40s right, yeah, no, um and so it's to, to have something genuinely surprise us who have seen literally the world change overnight more times than any previous generation could even have imagined for sure uh i think it's just it's big you know and ho- hopefully it works obviously I'll, I'll sound like an idiot if if it doesn't work or if something happens uh, and i'm okay with I'm okay with that. Um, for now, um, you know, all things being what they are, all thing, you know, all the information that we have, I think that what they, what was accomplished, um, not even necessarily from how effective it gets rolled out, but just how quickly and efficiently we developed a brand new type of vaccine that we've never done before and got it out to the public is, you know, really just, again, it's a marvel, I think. Uh, and I and hope so that's, that's where I. That's kind of where I fell on that one. No, you make great points. Again, I don't disagree with anything you said either. And we need it. And I, I'm. We can go all day about. I don't know. I. It is a debate about vaccines. I understand the concerns, but I just felt me personally. You know, when push comes to shove, I feel that hum the human race, or I should say, mankind, especially it's most genuine and intelligent can create this sort of almost miracle. And I get it, quote unquote, how fast it took and all this stuff 
and I hope it's not like that politically, but it's just in the pandemic where we haven't seen one like this oh, every 100 years, mm-hmm. you would think that all the smartest people in the entire world can come together to figure out this medical miracle. True. And so far, you know, we're all, December 15th is when we had our first in, in America. So it's only been a week and a half. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be okay. And I'm not a medical expert. <laughs> I think just for the sake of getting to our lives again and not being in fear of catching a, a virus. Or this virus. You, you this virus or virus. any virus. <laughs> you cannot catch the COVID-19. Please trust that science will prevail in this. Uh, yeah, like, t- today I had last minute Christmas shopping and it was way more it, on a regular day. It's just a busy day, but you're just like, man, there must be some idiot. Okay. I won't say idiot. I take that back, but there could be some person. Right. They might marry it. And chain, I went to a different liquor. I went, I bought wine for my aunts and uh, my aunt and grandma mm-hmm. went to another liquor store. It was just too much. I, I couldn't trust it. It couldn't be the risk. I- I hear you. I've done that before too. So uh, you just gotta walk away sometimes. <laughs> this is exactly why we need to take this damn vaccine, or trust it, so I don't have to be in fear of doing a regular task. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. Um, but there you go. So for people who say we agree too much, there you go. Our first split, uh, tweet cap history. Um, but we're gonna move on. Uh, this one, actually, one of the harder ones. And I'll tell you why, because it's sports. As you know, sports didn't really happen this year. Uh, they, they all, you know, a version of sports happened. Uh, but yeah. compared to the massive list of newsworthy, you know, stories and the massive list of political scandals, political stories, uh, there wasn't a lot in the sports world. Um, you know, we had champions that we've had before, for the most part. We've had, you know, the, the good players were good. The less good players remained less good. Um, there wasn't a lot to talk about. But um, one of the things that I put into sports um, on the list, and it's in this final three, is the NBA bubble working, which is not inherently a sports story, uh, but it's very sports heavy. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the, uh, the NBA came up with a plan, as did well everyone but the NFL, um, to try and contain uh, coronavirus by – limiting access to their players and making it so spread would be much harder. And we saw it was the most extensive plan. It was also the most effective plan. Uh, The NFL, their plan was non-existent and surprise, several teams got sick, (laughs) whole teams. Um, The MLB also had a regional plan. It worked okay, but you know, we covered the Justin Turner story on this podcast. So it very famously didn't work. Okay. Uh, um, toward the end, but, uh, the NBA's bubble was, uh, very effective. Um, another NBA story. This went also from earlier in the year. Um, also a bit of a downer. So I lied a minute ago when I said it was all up from here. Um, the, you know, the death of Kobe Bryant in a helicopter crash was, you know, I mean, that almost transcend. It did transcend sports. Um, but he was a sports icon, you know, uh, played for the Lakers. And again, that, that 
consumed a lot of time and was very much, you know, on the top of everyone's mind, even if you weren't a Lakers fan, or even if you weren't really a sports fan, uh, just, you know, Kobe Bryant meant more than any one sport. Uh, he kind of embodied sports in general. Uh, and then this one, a little wacky, but uh, the Paul brothers boxing careers uh, have taken off into full effect in 2020. Uh, what started as a joke uh, for YouTube, what I assume is YouTube clout, um, I think a year ago in 2019 has resulted in some very, very serious aspirations and some very, very uh, serious words um, exchanged by uh, real fighters and uh, two brothers who make YouTube videos. So uh, I think I know where you're going to go with this. Yeah. Um, but what do you think the biggest, most impactful story in sports was in 2020? I think Kobe Bryant's death. We've seen the world stopped for a week without trains yep. for for how valuable an athlete it was he was everybody obviously if you know if you were a sports fan or not you were very aware of Kobe Bryant's impact in the NBA and like I said people the world, in my office cried yeah and like I said people oh, stopped for the world stopped for a week I think it'll be one of those do you remember where you were when moments yep. for people especially of those who remember it. And um, uh, it was also pre-pandemic. Yeah, this was pre-pandemic. It's just a a wound that um, it's going to be hard to heal, but you just will not forget Kobe's legacy, obviously. But I think that is going to be, that's going to be the one for me for the biggest story in sports. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, Kobe's obviously got some complications in his history, but uh, complicated or not, uh, again, it's, you're, you're exactly right. It's where were you sort of thing. I think everybody's going to have a memory, you know, even if you're doing something mundane. It, again, right. to cap it all That's off, what it, I happened, was doing. What was it happened right after, right before, rather, the whole world shut down. Yeah. So, for, I mean, this is just horrible to say, but for a lot of people, it was their last, like, memory. Uh, it was their last, like, big, uh, you know, event. Uh, like I said, I went on a trip to Arizona, just kind of like a, a small thing in January of 2020, which it, f- it feels like I went years ago, <laughs> but it was literally, uh, yeah, like less than a year, uh, just about a year. But um, I think like, I want to go back to Arizona so bad. And I don't know if it's because I really loved Arizona or if it's because it was just the last cool thing I got to do uh, right. <laughs> before, uh, before the world stopped. And so, uh, for, but for some people, like, yeah, this, this was it. Like, right, this happened, and right after that, everything closed. Yep. Nothing could be done. So, you know, I mean, talk about impact to be one of the, you know, one of the few stories uh, pre-COVID, because, you know, for the last nine months, we've only heard about COVID stories for the most part with some politics thrown in. Uh, so to be, you know, to have such an impact that – Don't forget us as uh, politics. Yes, don't forget us as pop. Never one to be ignored. Politics always strikes back. But no, the whole world, uh, again, especially, you know, for how divided we all ended up being, I think the whole world was uh, in equal shock about what happened yep. and, about, uh, and about how they felt was, you know, just universal uh, sympathy and grief, which not that many people uh, could command. So nope. I think you're right. Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, obviously a titan of sports, but also just, uh, you know, a titan of culture. Uh, as we, you know, saw anyone who didn't know that beforehand was uh, was given an education 
unfortunately, in, uh, in January, February, because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's not much more to say um, around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe that the Paul Brothers boxing is the third one on that list, though. <laughs> I, I wanted, I we wanted something else. I, I know you wanted something else. I definitely wanted something else, but I was like honestly they've been trending i know it's kind of recent and i was like maybe it's recency bias and i went back and i was like the lakers won a championship we've seen we've seen that before uh you know what i yep, mean yep. like it, there just wasn't you know there wasn't a lot in sport i didn't want to do justin turner again uh that ended up being okay you know by the way for we said we'd follow up on that story uh and i think we could do that now all you know all turned out fine um still very stupid but at least in this particular case, it didn't end up hurting anybody besides, you know, of course, Justin Turner um, himself, who was sick. But um, we're going to go to music now. Uh, we're going to do culture and entertainment last because that's kind of our bread and butter, uh, being who you are and being who I am. Um, but music was kind of weird. I haven't been in a big music mood 2020. I don't, have you? Not really, no. I mean, pay attention, listen to any of the big new albums, whether it's uh, The Weeknd or, I mean, this is more mainstream, but Weeknd, Kid yeah. Cudi, um, I like Juice World last album. I think, I think those, in, but, but yeah, there's nothing I really sought out and seeked for, but hey, I just love music either way. Yeah, and like like I said, I, I I love music too, but just for whatever reason, this year I wasn't feeling music. Maybe it's, you know, because of the, the it's hard to, it's, but, yeah, uh, and it's hard to see them perform their new music yeah, on various no, shows yeah, and you're right I, it's I hard to promote music too because they're not they're not out there doing the the shows doing the music videos doing the concerts um yeah. but uh some of the biggest stories that uh, that we saw in music and this one i actually had to research a little bit because i, like I said i didn't have anything that sprang to mind uh, initially other than one that i didn't put on that ended up not making the top three and i'll tell you that one after mm-hmm. but um the three are oh god another downer i keep saying there's no more downers and i keep saying downers um ozzy osbourne uh came out and said he had parkinson's he's diagnosed with parkinson's so you know, obviously a, a great music legend, great uh, performer. Uh, you just did that song with uh, Post, Malone. Post Malone, which I actually, I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that might very well be his uh, his send off in terms of new music uh, or collaborations, because uh, you know Parkinson's is not something that uh, is conductive to having a very long uh, career, especially at his advanced age as it is. Um, so that was, that was kind of disappointing, you know, to hear, um, to, and to get that information. That was again, very early in the year. That was before all of the other news kind of took over. Um, we've talked about this one before, but I think it is worth mentioning. Um, the weekend is performing at the Super Bowl, uh, following up from, uh, JLo and Shakira, which frankly could have been on this list too. It's not on the top three uh, that we put together. But uh, The weekend is, you know, a newer artist. So they're continuing with uh, the old trend of the newer, more pop artists, as opposed to some of these, you know, uh, more iconic performers. And we kind of talked about, you know, we're both excited. I'm excited for The weekend. I think he's going to do a great job. Um, but I could see why, you know, we talked about how it used to be people like, uh, you know, The Who, Rolling Stones. Yeah, it was fine. But, um, you know, very different approach now. And last but not <laughs> least, uh, Bob Dylan sells his entire music collection. 
Um, so have you heard about this one? This is recent. Yep, yep. And so $300 million is the speculated uh, sales price. Um, and it includes songs that, you know, Bob Dylan famously has always owned all of his own stuff. He doesn't, you know, that's kind of his shtick. Um, doesn't let the man tell him what to do. Uh, that's kind of how he rose to prominence. For those of you who don't know who Bob Dylan is, uh, but songs like Stone, uh, like Rolling Stone, I should say, um, in particular, that's obviously an iconic song of his. Again, he's always retained the rights to that one. Um, and now he doesn't have them. He, he sold the rights to those songs. So I think very soon, probably the beginning of 2021, maybe just in time for the Super Bowl, we're going to hear like 17 Bob Dylan songs in commercials. Uh, <laughs> because, it, and um they officially have uh he officially sold it they're no longer his to uh he got paid but he won't uh he won't be able to tell them what to do with his music anymore so mm-hmm. um with those between those three what do you uh, what do you think for music what probably has the biggest impact on the industry and uh the biggest impact in 2020 i'll go with i'll go with this for a long term reason but with bob dylan selling his is royalties what can that mean long term for other artists for other especially other classic artists you know bob dylan's obviously a living legend but he is up there so you know yep maybe the time to say that yeah whether it's i think now some of those bands we thought were really old as kids now you know they're now they're actually really old (laughs) quite an advanced age well you know whether you're paul mccartney just released an album this you know very recently i think this past month Rolling Stones. What could oh, this mean? You know, what could this mean on a long-term standpoint? You know, I understand if Bob D- Dylan is not played by Gen Zers, except the really hipster ones. But you know, w- could this be a way that the music industry? I mean, we we know how controversial the music industry and record labels are, especially in terms of ownership of artists. But now we see artists just selling them outright, obviously for a lot of money. What could this mean on the long-term standpoint where artists are having a hard time getting real cash solely for their music before, before they get sponsorships and the special deals talk about the actual record label itself. Could this mean anything long-term? And that's why I'll go with that as my story. So we agree again. Um, like I said, when I, when we got the category, when we decided to do music as its own category, the, the first thing I thought of was Eddie Van Halen. Um, but when you really look at it, you know, obviously, you know, important living legend, uh, you know, now not living, but was a living legend. Uh, there wasn't a lot that changed with the music industry uh, when that happened. It was a big trend. It was, you know, very important. Uh, but the Bob Dylan story, it kind of flies with another one that was on the longer list of Taylor Swift. Right. re-recording every song she's ever released because she doesn't own um the rights to them uh someone else does and so she's re-recording and re-releasing every single song she's ever done and remember she started at 15 years old so now a 30 year old woman is going to sing songs that she wrote at 15 um because she doesn't have the rights to them uh, and they're not hers anymore so this is like I said, this is interesting you know at the same time you know what I would categorize, and this is now disrespect, as one of the most corporate pop star acts ever. And Taylor Swift, I mean, she's yep. she's corporate packaging personified in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, 
is sticking it to the man <laughs> and, uh, you know, in defiance of the established order going against the grain and uh, taking her songs back. Uh, and then the king of sticking it to the man, <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, the original, if you will, um, decided to cash in. He said, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's because he's 79 years old. He's like, I don't need this anymore. I don't, what do I care if, you know, Subaru wants to play uh, like a Rolling Stone in the background of one of its uh, commercials, I'm getting paid. It doesn't matter. Maybe that's, again, maybe it's age, but it's kind of weird. It's like a weird topsy turvy uh, to see Bob Dylan be the one who's pro the, uh, the establishment and it's Taylor right. Swift being the one who's taking mm-hmm. on <laughs> the, uh, the established order of things. But yeah, I agree for, uh, you know, for everything you said in terms of how does it change what's going to happen? Uh, Bob Dylan's, you know, very lucrative deal uh, could change um, for better or for worse the way a lot of artists uh, handle their own music. Yep. And so, uh, moving on, tech. This was the kind of a fun one. Uh, we don't talk about. We don't. You know, I was looking at everything we've talked about. We don't talk about tech very much on the show. So far, oh, New Year's resolution, right? To add, but not many technological advances recently, but. True. I you know, nothing crazy. Wait, that change. But um I would say the three biggest things in tech were probably uh one, Zoom gets relaunched. Uh Zoom, not new. Uh this entire podcast has been recorded on a Zoom call. Um but yeah. nonetheless, uh Zoom went from Skype's, you know, Skype's annoying little cousin to the most important technological invention um, <laughs> in the United States and possibly like the world. Apple. Since like the Apple, yeah. since, since the Macintosh the or the iPhone, that the smartphone, yeah, yeah, uh, which is even weirder because Zoom has existed, uh, but they've changed a lot. They've you know they've beefed up security. Um, they've you know changed the way people access Zoom, and so uh, I would say Zoom is a big story. Yep. And, uh, there, you know, the the resurgence of Zoom is a big story. Um, this one we did talk about though. Uh, Quibi fails. Um, for those of you who don't know, Quibi is a um, already forgotten streaming service. Um, and what makes it so interesting is more people, you know, this is statistics, have been glued to television and streaming than ever before. Netflix is one of the most profitable, why. you know. Yeah, because you can't go anywhere. But Netflix is at its most profitable. It's one of the most profitable, profitable like, organizations this year uh, for obvious reasons. And yet a streaming service literally had to close. <laughs> uh, more yeah. people are watching than ever before. And they couldn't capitalize. Um, and by the way, in addition, like I said, to you and I kind of thinking that this would be on the list, uh, I did some research and other people are putting Quibi on their tech lists too, mm-hmm. uh, other blogs and other uh, websites. So uh, Quibi, uh, no one will remember who you are after 2020. So go ahead and take your bow. This is your year of relevance. Uh, kept it tight, kept it to a year. Um, and then lastly, the uh, launch of the next gen game consoles. We've talked about this in regards to, uh, you know, recently in regards to the um, Cyberpunk 2077 game. Um, mm-hmm. spoiler What's the update of that at this time, Ryan? Since- so that one's going to appear on another list. So I, won't, okay. I won't say anything just yet. Um, but Cyberpunk might be the first game released for next gen, but the gener- you know, the console themselves, again, both state of the art. Uh, both of them have backwards compatibility uh, like never before. So if you bought a game, you, you can play that game, even if you buy a new console, which is, you know, completely different than how everyone else in tech works. You know, the entire tech and industry is obsolescence. I mean, you know, your phones break 
everything breaks. Your headphones break. They change the chargers. Um, it's insane, really. But uh, Microsoft and uh, Sony went in a different direction. They want you to be able to use more of the stuff you already paid them for, not less. So mm-hmm. that all that being said, what is our pick for the biggest tech story of 2020? Um, I think I would love to talk about the Quibi. I have to say <laughs> Zoom. I just say Zoom is the biggest story. Zoom has turned into a cultural phenomenon. Uh, obviously, for to keep to in sense of keeping you know a lot of businesses to continue their workflow, but it's the ultimate communicator. Our podcasts are not possible without Zoom. Literally, <laughs> Zoom as as it's become an adjective for this world. Hey, let's Zoom this, let's Zoom that, and yeah, it's like Google. Yeah, already, it, and it did it, it in like nine months. <laughs> that's from bizarre. No one, yeah, no one having it to everyone using it as shorthand for you know face people FaceTime now, but they're saying Zoom. My grandmother did yeah. that actually. Literally. She FaceTimed, but she said she was on Zoom. We had to explain to her that wasn't the case, just because we understood and that was fine. But if anyone ever asked her to Zoom, she couldn't just call them on FaceTime. That's hilarious. <laughs> we had to explain. Who really needs that, to FaceTime? Honestly, you know. Yeah. I mean, except it's just a slightly better it's quality it, yeah. yeah it's a tad bit easier but yeah zoom has has easily slid into this it, to to the to the culture of this world and we obviously know why i will yeah. s- i it's hard to say if it really it's hard to say if it would have gotten this traction without the pandemic i have no idea i was I doing either. um I don't think it would have actually. That's what makes it insane. My last, I, th- I think it's true. Like my last, the very last, when I was, my last production job, I was doing Skype auditions. Yeah. Skype, Skype not Zoom auditions. Yes. It's, <laughs> I really Skype had a head start. Know, I don't know how they messed that up. I, I really couldn't tell you the difference between a Skype and a Zoom. You're, you're still able to record both like this. I don't know. It's just whoever, whoever, um, Came up. You want to know something, Ryan? I Differences swear in a true. lot of stockholders. That's the difference at this point. In 2018, 2018, before the Zoom, mm-hmm. Zoom pop. So you know, so like that. We got to coin this. that term, the Zoom pop. Yeah. So you and um, I know it's funny how you think about Mike Francesa. You know, mm-hmm. it's always funny to show your reaction to his opinions. But he's also a big <laughs> stock guy. But I heard in a podcast like six months ago from 2018, guys. You have to check out this app. You know, you, it's like in his Long Island accent. Like, boys, mm-hmm. check out what's going on with the Zoom. Mm-hmm. The Zoom app is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. No Zoom. way. He didn't know I that. swear to God. He I will show that. you that. Not a chance. I'm sending you the podcast right, right now where he chance. is on record of saying that Zoom is going to be the biggest thing in 2018. Where he interviewed on Alex no, Rodriguez's podcast. No way podcast. people knew that. No way people He knew. said it. He way. said it. Because I, I did the same thing too, man. I, as soon as this thing started, I mean, I don't do a lot in stocks, but I, I went on and I took Slack chat. You know Slack chat? Yeah, of course. It's the, people use it for work all the time anyway. Yeah. And now people were working remotely. I'm like, Slack's going to be huge. Dude, I lost money every month. So there's you really? No way. Yeah. There's, I sold you, it. When did you, when did you sell? I, I don't remember when I sold it. It was a few months but before ago. Before tw- oh, Okay. Yeah, it was 2020. Um, but like... There's no way you can tell me somebody knew not only that, that communications companies were going to be huge in 2020, but then correctly predict which one. He didn't say specifically 2020, but he said 
He did specifically say 2020, but he said... There's no way you can tell me. Yeah, there's no way you can tell me. Someone said communication is going to be big. You got to buy communication. And then they accurately predicted which of like the 1,700 communications options was actually going to be big. As as we said, it's because of the 2020 pandemic is why absolutely is big but he said i sent you the very podcast where he's He's on the luckiest guy in the world then he's he's probably tell you that himself (laughs) that's true he might tell you he might he might actually agree with me there but i mean that's pure luck (laughs) to get that right because i mean it took literally a health crisis to make that true um yeah but yeah i agree with you 200 percent i'll go i'll give you 200 percent uh zoom like i said i would love to give quibi uh quibi uh quibi it's uh <laughs> it's last hurrah mm-hmm. in the uh, in the spotlight but even by put even putting it on the list that's the high as it goes quibi is the failure no matter what um the I, zoom <laughs> the zoom pop we're gonna i'm gonna use it from now on the, the zoom, zoom pop of 2020 is the biggest story in technology i think Here's what I want to say about the Zoom, though. The big thing, I think we've seen the influence of celebrity mightily decrease to the average human being. Would you say that? Zoom? No, in general, celebrities impact on the world. And here's here's where I'm going with this. Okay. Quibi's big selling point: we have every celebrity you could think of involved with the project. Nobody cared. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because like, the projects were not as good. That, that's definitely that a point fine, to it but... too. But I think it's just, it really shows it's an awesome way to, uh, It's it was just an awesome way to show what not to do <laughs> with this. <laughs> even a pandemic, even a pandemic is uh, not going to stop if you hire everyone in the world mm-hmm. to work in this. Even a pandemic they don't care. It shows that content is key quality. It's ironic to say yeah. it's, I still believe quality over quantity, even though we have so much quantity more than ever, there's not one quality Quibi project that everyone referred back to. It's like, damn, I'm so sad. This is the um, one. Yeah. Whether it's Chrissy, what's the girl married to John legend, uh, Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy Teigen's judge show failed. Chrissy Teigen legend. I don't know. I think she had um, the names. <laughs> That Chrissy Teigen, but Chrissy Teigen didn't work. Um, Chase the Rapper's revival of Punked, the Fugitive revival. You know there was a stupid show about it, Golden Arm. Um, yeah, it just it, it just I mean, showed even that Apple what a had, even Apple TV had a couple of like you know hit shows. Yeah, exactly. It and they not- didn't have very much at all. You know who else doesn't have a hit? By the way, who the next one to go? Who? Peacock, Peacock. I That's like the Pe- worst decision they made, though. You're you're right. Peacock, in a sense of trying <laughs> to get. I just like the available movies there because they have a lot of old movies. Yeah, but those are already movies. released. But exactly, I would just that, sell them to it, Hulu or Netflix. It's only for a person like me who loves Peacock in that sense. But yeah, everyone. Uh, but except if you're a real cinephile, what do you need Peacock for? You don't. Uh, they would make more money if they just cut a deal with again Hulu or Netflix. Don't they own Hulu? Isn't no, Disney own all of them? No, that's all NBC Universal. They're all they're all their own entity. They, but I'm saying they know that NBC doesn't own Hulu. No, is it, it does, I'm basically asking: Does Disney own Hulu or does NBC? Disney owns Hulu. The Disney all Corporation right, owns Hulu. Yeah, because NBC doesn't. They're not part of that. All right. No. Nope. Then I don't know. The competitors. Some the Apple. 
Apple's yeah, looking Apple, for allies. Apple's a. Uh, we actually got some pretty interesting movies coming for twenty twenty one. They do, and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's you know, it's gonna work well. Strike a deal with Apple. Put all of the, the stuff. Apple Peacock combo. Yeah, people will watch The Office if it's anyway, <laughs> but they're not gonna pay more money just to watch The Office. Excuse You've got to have something else. You just do. It's not new. Everyone's seen The Office four hundred times. Um, but anyway, we've talked about that literally to death on this podcast, so won't worry too, too much about no it. No um, last and certainly not least, culture and entertainment. Uh, so just so you all know, we changed this one. This one is not three stories. This one, we went to five stories. We put so many <laughs> on the long list. We're like, mm-hmm. let's make it five. Um, some of these are fun are serious um we're gonna start with one that i think we've talked about every week since it came out so probably three weeks now Mm -hmm. hbo and warner come to a deal where all of their movies are going to be released both on hbo and in theaters at the exact same time in 2020 or 2021 um obviously this really impacts 2021 but the announcement uh sent you know all kinds of people into a dizzy christopher nolan um, um but also was you know widely applauded by a lot of people a lot of people are excited like me and you predicted a lot of people who yeah. are not going to go see dune are going to watch it now. <laughs> and a lot of people who are not going to watch the uh what is what are they calling the uh, sopranos movie the many saints of newark yeah a bunch of people were not going to watch the many saints of newark they're going to watch that now you know what they're going to do right after that they're going to watch The Sopranos. Uh, yep. So it, it, people are incredibly excited about this. Um, and again, obviously, you know, absolutely huge news to drop right at the end of 2020. Uh, give everybody something to be excited about in 2021. Um, I'll skip the last one. Uh, the one I have here, I'll say it last. Um, the next is an early one. Joe Rogan to Spotify exclusive. Now, everyone who's listened to the first 10 episodes of this podcast knows my opinions on Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. But I think it's safe to say that Joe Rogan deciding in 2020 to be a a Spotify exclusive, and more importantly, it it, it launched in 2020. I'm sure he announced it beforehand. I don't know the exact details. And then all of the controversy about being Spotify exclusive that came up in 2020 after he did it. um, Yeah, the Joe Rogan Spotify deal one of the most important and ongoing stories of 2020. Um, and there's not much you could say about that. We're a podcast, so we know just how important Joe Rogan is to podcasting. Um, TikTok. I literally just wrote TikTok on the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> TikTok was, you know, an app, initially an app where you sang like six seconds of a music video with your friends. Now it's a star-making, celebrity-producing app. Uh, we've talked about two of TikTok's biggest stars on this podcast before. They are certainly not the only ones. Um, but TikTok has, again, become synonymous with an entire generation in 2020 uh, because they are, yep. you know, they're just everywhere. Everyone has, I don't have TikTok, by the way, but everybody else has TikTok. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 flops. Mm-hmm. I put that one down. We talked about that before. Uh, again, a little bit recent. Uh, I've made my uh, stance on the game pretty clear, but 
the the trending wisdom uh, and the wisdom of the internet has told me that I'm wrong. Uh, and Sony pretty much confirmed I was wrong when they refunded everyone who bought the game. Didn't matter if there was an issue, by the way. I, so I looked into it. Microsoft did not. Uh, Microsoft, if you had an issue with the game, would refund your game uh, because it wasn't working. But if your game was working, fine. So like mine, and mine, by the way, they, they released, as an update, they released a new patch, which did fix some things, but it made the game look a little worse. Yeah. It looks a little older now. Still a fun game. Still a good story. Still really enjoying it. But as I play through it and get more into it, there's definitely things you're going to need to add for sure. I mean, not that it changes necessarily the, the fun factor of the game, but I was going to play through this game three times to get all the different you know, life paths. Right. I might just play the beginning three times because that's where the really where the most difference is. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, stick to the one playthrough that I'm on now. So I don't know. Uh, they definitely have some edits they need to make. But Sony has confirmed what everyone is saying, even though I was not saying it. Uh, the game was a massive flop. Um, not a good failure. way. Not Colossus failure. I still enjoy the game. I hope they continue to update it. But if you can just say, yeah, I bought this game. I'd like my money back. And the company's like, yeah, sure, no problem. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's never happened before. Just ever. Like a blanket statement. It's basically a recall. Sony basically issued a recall on Cyberpunk, which has never happened before. Because how do, how do you have a game that's so defective that people are asking for a recall? Usually yeah. recalls are like when your banana is poisoned or the brakes in your you know Toyota don't work. <laughs> to have a, re- a recall on a video game is insane. And yet we had one just at the very end of 2020. So now uh, CD Projekt Red had just as bad a time as we did in 2020. Um, and last but not least the cultural and entertainment mecca of the COVID era of 2020, something we have never mentioned on this show before. Tiger King, the documentary is released this year, this crazy, crazy year of 2020. And it is still the most popular show on Netflix ever. Blanket statement. Uh, Queen's Gambit, by the way, we talked about that being very popular. It is the most popular scripted show mm-hmm. that Netflix has uh, ever put out, Queen's Gambit. But the most popular show Netflix has put out, I believe, is still the documentary series about Joe Exotic called Tiger King. So, Matt, I nope. think we're going to disagree on this one. But what do you think the biggest story was for 2020 yeah, no in culture and entertainment? No pardon for um, Joe Exotic. <laughs> no, no, no. President Trump will not be pardoning Joe Exotic. So uh, I'd have to go with the with HBO Max announcing that they will release movies both streaming, streaming and theaters concurrently. I think that um, I think it's pretty obvious in the sense that a whole a whole activity for generations of Americans back as early as. 20s when movies really started hitting yeah uh, is going to the movies as an activity now it's going to be clearly an option for 2021 i think this really developed and will have a true answer about it if it's long lasting and long term in 2020 
at the end of 2021, if they decide we're going to just do this forever or whatever, and if other studios are following suit, doesn't seem to be so far the another with the other ones announced. Mm-hmm. Um, heard about that joke with nobody coming out, NBC Universal saying <laughs> in, exclusively in theaters. Yeah, I th- well, we talked about that on the show, my opinions on that. But. So I think that's going to be a whole change in an, a phenomenon in America. But, you know, actually tonight, oh, sorry, uh, last week on Friday, a movie theater reopened in Norwalk, the South huh. Norwalk and West and uh, Westport Avenue bow ties are re- have reopened. Interesting. So, I didn't know that. Solely but sure you come back with that, but I, I think that the I think the real answer to my story won't be answered until twenty twenty two. See what the long term changes are. Warner Media will announce how well they did, and yeah, somebody who loves the movies and the true cinephile, I, I'll be going to theaters forever. Theaters will not be dying, but it'll be a a, a change uh, or you change forever. I don't really think I've seen all the all these great movies in on my phones, on iPads, on, on projectors. I saw C- Citizen Kane for the first time on a projector for an intro to film class. So huh. I'm like, you know, it's yeah. different for everyone to get there to watch their content. But at the end of the day, we just don't want to be entertained by a story. Yeah. So we disagree. I was right. This is our second disagreement. Mm-hmm. This, this category is culture and entertainment. It's a cross-section. And Tiger King was probably the most culturally relevant show in 2020. Uh, almost exclusively because it was a train wreck. But it literally aired at the beginning of a global train wreck. Yeah. We were at the very beginnings of what was going to be a nine-month collision of just... Yeah, well, exactly. you know, yeah, and we got to basically watch it in a sped-up version <laughs> on Netflix. We didn't even know. We had no way of knowing that. We thought this was going to be a fun little, you know, everyone's going to be home for like a month maybe uh, while they figure it out, you know, and then we'll go back to work, and this was going to be a fun distraction. This was not the case. It was literally a precursor of chaos to the most chaotic year of our lifetime for sure. Uh, and uh, for many people's lifetimes, probably. So I think culturally, Joe Exotic will never go away. Carol Baskin uh, killed her husband. I'm not going to say allegedly. We, we, we know the truth. Um, and those two will forever be known. They'll never be, uh, they'll never be forgotten. They, they might lose their clout. They're not going to stay relevant forever. But Joe Exotic and Carol be Baskin. infamous. Infamous, uh, yes, you know? they will be. They will live uh, in infamy in our hearts and in our minds as the harbingers of doom. That spelled the <laughs> quarantine era of 2020. I think that that's that's my take. I think that Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, and then the Tiger King documentary, represent the culture of America in 2020 to such an extent that yeah. they cannot be ignored. Um, who knows? Personal opinion. And if America as a whole can talk about one particular show like this, even in the streaming world, it's very this rare. Is like, for that. I don't think I mean, it'll think happen about again. It. When? Yeah. When was the last time it happened? I don't. Didn't know. happen what? for Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was close. Maybe this is the final season of Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, that was, was very close. niche audience for a specific generation. Like 
like you know all people of all ages were interested to see the world of joe exotic yep so, yeah i i can't i can't recall probably like what was it oh uh, I... all the older generations talk about uh who shot jr yeah on the TV show essentially Dallas. who who shot it's JR almost like it, it, i yeah i wasn't there I, I didn't watch that i'd never watched a single episode of dallas uh and dad i watched dallas a lot and I watched the final episode of MASH much later. Obviously, it was not part of that. Did you watch the actual series and then it? No, I watched the last season of, of, of MASH. That's it. You watched um, the last season? Of, where, or the last episode, rather, because oh, I was you told just, it was such a big deal. So I wanted oh, to know yeah. why it was a big deal. Um, but, uh, this is a twist ending. If you, if you never saw it truly, I guess it's a pretty much a big twist. Maybe I'll watch the whole thing someday. I don't know. But um, I like Alan Alda. He was I, like the, I like the MASH uh, movie. It's anyway, long story movie. short. This feel uh, this feels the way that that was described to me. Joe Exotic feels that way to me. So Joe Exotic. <laughs> I just exactly. I, I can't do an impression. It's I, just, I can't it's a funny either. One. But um, anyway, <laughs> that's it. We went through all six of our topics. Can I uh, wait? Can I just say picked, one thing? So just, go for just it. Last thing with Tiger King. So yes, I think it's clear. It. Do you remember that day when they announced, oh, the secret special episode of Tiger that King? That was so bad. And everyone goes on. And then Joe McHale shows up. And, Not good. And they, you, don't, you don't even interview its two biggest stars, Kale Baskin. There's no way that uh, – She's not she, going on TV, right? Ever not in again. an interview. She wanted then, to dance with the stars, but not, not to then, interview. Obviously, we know what's, what's going on with Joe Exotic, so – <laughs> what a fail! What a what a uh, disappointment! We'll call it legal troubles. Yeah. Do you feel that they were? I, I think it's. I mean, they'll never say it on record, but they truly did film it. The filmmakers presented it a different way than it was actually shot to the crew. Oh yeah, no, they didn't like, they tell de- them what they, they were they, gonna they do. Definitely <laughs> duped, it's, it's, they definitely duped. They definitely duped them. Yeah, yeah. This was supposed to be like a fun promo for them, and really, it was them, you know, yeah. painting these people as horrible, uh, rightfully so. I mean, it's the ultimate but, reality TV moment, you know. Absolutely, it was gotcha. It's exactly at, it gotcha what, at its finest. Next to there, there was this reality TV show. Who, I'll say it off here. It's it's not PC. Yeah, that that's fine. Um, so that's it. We went through twenty twenty. Um, as we saw it. Uh, did you have any last reactions to the year of 2020? I, I think I I kicked it off with a pretty good mm-hmm. summation of what 2020 uh, has been for most of us. But This was the year of growth and self-love and uh, the most – I'm not going to go and say this was the most fun I never want to have again, but it was <laughs> – it was a uh, profound experience that I can get a lot out of it. So for 2020, thanks for the – obstacles and uh thanks for the I memories will, i will even take though they and i will so take great. and i will take the uh lessons learned for 2020 and beyond there you go um i would say that obviously 2020 did spawn in its last few weeks um a a growing podcast network uh including two Very brand new so. podcasts the productive conversations podcast with matt brown and of course our show the tweet cap but outside of that, not much more we should uh, be thankful for in 2020. I will say, um, I, ca- but, I caught up on all the big oh, movies. You I did, caught yes. up on all the culture movies. movies. There's still more to go, but I got all to the... Any major classic that anyone can truly think of, I've seen. I can honestly say that. And now, 
and hopefully in 2021, and there's still more to see. Your new goal can be to go outside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, um, that that for sure is the day that they say. I don't know. I don't know if there'll ever be a day where we have like there the, won't be. There won't know, be an announcement, a declaration, but like like there you know, end of World War Two where we see everyone celebrating. Yeah, we're not getting square. We're not getting to the tape parade. No, but um, I, I will say want this. to. I'm celebrating with uh. <laughs> who's there to celebrate after this intense year for everybody right i will say this uh 2021 whether it's uh the miracle year we all hope it is or just you know a marginally better year um <laughs> it can't be worse <laughs> we literally it can't be worse so uh kudos to 2021 um on behalf of myself and matt i want to say happy holidays and happy new year from the tweet cap to all of you uh this is our last episode for the year so we will see you all in 2021 see you then ryan all right happy holidays yes you too stay safe and it's my birthday this week so oh yep sorry before we do the sign off yes shout a shout out for matt's birthday um so this year as we celebrate uh the new year coming in to wash away the old one we can also celebrate matt's birthday but anyway have a happy birthday have a safe birthday And I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, Ryan. Happy holidays to you and your family. And I'll talk to you soon.